Isla Morrison Wallace died on one of those balmy days in the early fall when the air is crisp, the sun shining, the sky an endless field of azure dotted here and there with scudding white clouds, the silence broken only by the dull buzz of the insects and the occasional caw of a crow perched high in the treetops. She reined in the white mare at the edge of the tree line at the top of a low rise, stood in the stirrups, threw back her head, closed her eyes, and savored the sweet scents of a waning summer. At that moment, she felt she was about as close to heaven as she could get without being dead. She opened her eyes and let them wander over the panorama laid out before her. The great river, the tall buildings, and the city skyline beyond, and to the west, the omnipresent bulk of Lookout Mountain. The view was spectacular, and she never tired of it. She lowered herself back into the saddle, her hands clasped together on the pommel, the reins hanging loosely from her fingers, and breathed deeply. For several minutes she sat quietly, enjoying the moment. Then, in the distance, back along the trail, she heard approaching hoofbeats. She turned in the saddle. The horse stood patiently, occasionally nodding, trying to get at the lush grass beneath her hooves. The rider came into view, and Isla's heart skipped a beat in anticipation of what she knew was to come, though it wasn't unexpected. There was something very special about making love out in the open. Hey, she said as the rider approached, you are able to get away then. So, now that you're here, what are you going to do? She asked, even though she already knew the answer. You, I hope. She smiled and coyly lowered her head. Hmm, she looked up. That would be nice. I can't stay long. I have to get back. Of course you do. So do I. But not before. Oh, come on. When do we ever get this chance? When do we ever get any time alone together? The rider dismounted, tied the reins to a tree branch, and then stepped forward, holding out a hand for her. Oh, well, she said, smiling, if you insist. And she swung her leg over the horse's neck and slid to the ground. They undressed each other, slowly at first, but then that primeval urge took over. Within seconds, they were out of their clothes and tangled together against the trunk of an old-growth pin oak tree, writhing together like a couple of snakes. They were unable to control themselves, so aroused were they, and before she knew it, it was over. Isla leaned back against the trunk and pulled her lover to her. For several minutes, they stood together, breathing heavily. They dressed in silence, kissed and parted. Her lover remounted and drove away down the trail. How was it that she had fallen in love? She sat on the grassy knoll to pull on her boots. Lost in thought, she did not hear the footsteps approaching, and she didn't see the rock as it smashed into the back of her head, 
only a blinding flash of white light, an instant of incredible pain, and then nothing. Hercula stood over her, then crouched down beside her, carefully placed the rock, bloody side up, in the long grass, put a finger to her neck, felt for a pulse, and then, with a shake of the head, rose, took a pair of latex gloves from a jacket pocket, put them on, then took a small plastic case from the other pocket, opened it, and took out a syringe.